0: My name is Sam Ross. This is the brother at the bar on Instagram. This is for the guy with the hoodie and Air Force Ones. So I'm like, yo, this is like some cool shit. Guess what? That's when the conversation started to happen. This is Past to Drink Podcast. Hey, this is the brother at the bar. This is Sam Ross, the brother at the bar on Instagram, host of Past to Drink Podcast. We are here on episode 4 four and I am happy to bring in my Southside brethren, Patrick Dwight from Half Acre Beer. He is the national account sales director. He's a big dog. He's a big man. He's here to talk to me about these wonderful beers at Half Acre. So thanks for coming on, Patrick. Thank you for having me. Oh man, thanks for being here once again. Um I wanted to give a quick quick, uh, quick intro of how me and Patrick met. Me and Patrick met at Mariano's um, at their bar downstairs. They were opening up a new uh, craft beer cave in the downstairs. Patrick, Quickly closed. <laughs> man, they put a lot of paint. They, man, they put an artist into that thing.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, no fault of theirs, obviously. Everybody yeah. closed down after a certain point in February, but... I think we were one of the only people that actually spend time and hang out there. So that was my neighborhood. Kudos to
0: us. Yeah, that was my neighborhood place because you could drink draft beer like two bucks a pour, <laughs> three dollars a pour. I'm drinking like a Bowdoin for three dollars a draft. So, um, so we met there, and you were doing an event, and I was sitting there. I had my notes. We were looking at each other, and it's like. Hey brother, you you want a you want a glass? You want a you want a t shirt? And it's like you approached me, and I I gave you conversation back. And we had a great conversation. We t- eventually spoke about one day this happening, and it's here. So thanks for thanks for taking a chance on me, Patrick. You know, and it wasn't from Half Acre, and it wasn't from the craft beer world. It was just two guys like on some Southside connections.
1: No, thanks for coming out to that event. Because if you remember, uh, the only other crowd outside of you and I were the eight people getting ready to go to the Hawks game, and uh, we had oh god, what did we have on? Big hugs, big hug vanilla. Uh, we had three different variants, I think, of big hugs. Uh, dungeons, dungeons, big hugs, and big hugs vanilla, all for two dollars. All very high ABV, and all they wanted was in descending order. What's the highest ABV to the lowest ABV? Didn't care about the product. Could give a fuck less if it tasted right. They were going to a Hawks game, and I don't. Hey, God bless them if they made the game because the bartender's pouring beer, but you, you sit down and we talked for fuck. We chatted for about
0: two hours, man, and. Them Hawks people are different. I live close to the United <laughs> That's Center. That's one way of saying they it. They are different. You can tell when it's a con- you can tell the difference between it's a concert, a Bulls game, or a Hawks game. Oh, 100 percent, I bet. Because the Bulls game, no problem. People get off the bus at the right place. People turn down the right street. Concert, beautiful, even less traffic. They riding a divvy. They're walking. Hogs game, everybody from Naperville <laughs> jumps into the biggest SUV they can. They try to find, they try to go to Garrett's Popcorn before they, it's not an event, man. Just pull up and watch some hockey, man. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're different. And they definitely get pounded before they go to the games. Believe me. They're, well, they're, we
1: saw that live and in person. So that was, uh, I, I really did appreciate you taking the time to uh, sit and talk beer with me and I'll be honest, the funniest part about it was Dungeons had just come out and we were kind of walking through the different ABVs with the bartender. I was walking through, you know, it was my job. It's been a while since I've done samplings, as you can tell from that. But um, I was there and trying to walk the bartender through what's what and who's who. And he asked me about the ABV on Dungeons. And I I was like, I think it's... And right away you're like, nope, 7.7. I...
0: I, um, I was a beer whatever nerd. Whatever I yeah. mean, not, you know. I was a beer nerd. it's not my. Definitely a beer nerd before I started brewing and, and before I started talking about beer. And I know that beer got me in trouble. Yeah. Because I'm brewing at this small rinky-dink place at the time. And I was learning about hops and grains. And I looked up that beer. And the the hops they had in it. And I'll say, Hey, can we do a beer? I met this guy, Patrick, we just drank. And man, that beer was awesome. And I want a beer. I want to brew a beer just like that. And we looked up the hops and he was like, yo, we ain't got that type of money, man. (laughs) Well,
1: you know, that's part of it is where that comes from. Um, and I'm actually just trying to confirm what, uh, the AB is, but, uh, Yeah, so it's, you know, New Zealand hops, and it's the beer. There's a lot that goes into that beer and um, the selection process behind the hops. There's a lot that goes into that as well. So, uh, really killer beer. But it was clear right away when we met that you knew beer, and here was a guy that was very serious about beer. I could probably have guessed that by the matching goose hat and the goose shirt. But, you know, as I came to find out, you worked for him. So that made. A lot more sense, but i no, it was awesome to sit there and chat
0: with you, man. I mean, you know, I had a blast, yeah. So let's 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 do it like half acre. It's a you have two locations in Chicago, um, the Lincoln and bought that the Lincoln Avenue and the Balmoral. The Balmoral is guys most famous and it's right behind my buddy's uh, Spiteful, yeah, right next door, really, but uh. This weekend I had a chance to go up to the Lincoln Avenue, and we did, uh, and we t- had some great, great art outside. You want to speak upon that art? Wow, we pour us up some. Yeah, what do you? Daisy, mind? let's go with Daisy yeah. Cutter.
1: All right, I like it. You do the honors. Um, yeah, let me. You know, before we get into the fun part about this, I think it is. You know, half Acre's very mindful of a few different things, and it really starts in my opinion, with the owners, Gabe and Matt. um, And very mindful of Half Acres Place in the Chicago beer scene, Half Acres Place in uh, the community, um, Half Acres Place in our distributors' portfolios. Um, And for a long time, you know, I think that the quality of the beer and, and the experience probably ranked high. And second was maybe the commitment to the community. Um, Actually, it's probably not right to rank those in any sort of order, but, you know, there's definitely preference, or not preferences, there's, as you kind of try and navigate all that different stuff, it's difficult to always be mindful of everything at once. But given the recent events, um, what I will say, hopefully not very ham-handedly here, is that Half Acre is really trying to devote our focus to being better stewards of our community um, and the whole community. You know, the brother at the bar community, everybody that, you know, enjoys beer, craft beer. We certainly want them to feel welcome at our place, but we want everybody to feel welcome at all times everywhere. And striving to be a difference maker in the community is not easy. And I think for businesses, when you look at that, it can be kind of hard, right? Because it's easier to not.
0: Yes, it is. Fucking do anything.
1: Yes, it is. It's a lot easier to say, well...
0: Swipe, look, look the other way.
1: Or just, you know, just, the, hey, maybe we support you and and we say it, but we're not going to take any extra steps to do that. Um, and I certainly think that the murals that we've put on the wall are fucking awesome and the graphics are great and it really speaks to what we want to do, but there's going to be a lot of action behind the the words for... Half acre for sure. So,
0: They're very powerful uh, street art, very part of powerful pieces. I had to go see them for myself. Uh, also, I wanted to go get some beer haze. <laughs> I had to go see it for myself. So, our first, our first beer that we're going to taste is probably the most famous beer by Half Acre by far. It's the Daisy Cutter. Would you mind if I? Go, go right ahead. We'll pass, I will pass the drink on Pass the Drink <laughs> podcast. Yes, I will pass it.
1: You know, I'm going to steal this glass. Oh, yeah. Ruffer. He's yeah. pouring
0: in a black and brewed Chicago glass. Fuck yeah. He's also,
1: he's also going to probably steal the glass. So, do we do a cheers? Yeah, we go.
0: So, Daisy Cutter. Yeah. Uh, Daisy Cutter just turned, what, 10 years old? Well, yeah. Um, Daisy Cutter's 10, and then...
1: You know, I think, yeah, I, I thought I had something there, but uh, <laughs> it's still no- getting used to the podcasting world. But yeah, so Daisy Cutter is Daisy Cutter didn't start out as the flagship, so the brewery's older than Daisy Cutter. I oh, think is what I'm trying to say, obviously. Um, but Daisy Cutter is certainly the flagship for the brewery, um, and what I I believe resonates more now than ever with consumers and people that are reaching for beer. Daisy Cutter is a known quantity or known commodity when it comes to it's a west coast style pale ale it is we're always striving for consistency to the utmost degree we invest as much as we can in you know we've got science behind it we've got biology chemistry working every time to make sure that the Daisy Cutter you have and you enjoy each and every time it's consistently the daisy cutter that we want people to have. Um, we cold store, we cold ship, we really really focus on getting it cold at retail so that people can get it in the utmost best, uh, shape possible so that when they drink it, the experience is not only the same, but it's that highly elevated experience of a daisy cutter that we know when people have, they really like, um, The beer itself, I think, is just fucking utterly fantastic. But there's a lot that goes behind that. And I think that, you know, we do strive and we often, you know, hit more times than not getting that best beer in front of our consumers.
0: Shout out to the R&D department at Half Acre and the lab guys. Patrick just tried to give you guys a raise. (laughs) Well, everything they do is, you know, Fuck, man! I couldn't do it. I'll yeah, tell you that it's much. Like, just, just, um, just get in the flagship beers consistent. I think that's on uh, every brewery, and I definitely appreciate that because every time I open a can of Daisy Cutter, I know exactly what to expect. I don't know, like certain beers. It's like, is this a good beer batch is that a bad batch? What did it? What, what brewery did it come from? The Michigan brewery. So, like, that is very consistent when it comes to uh, Daisy Cutter. It's won many awards. Um, You know anyone off top?
1: Uh, I do believe we've gotten, we didn't get a Great American Beer Fest for Daisy Cutter. Um,
0: But we got plenty of, it's won plenty of awards. Every time I look up into a beer magazine, a a website or something like that, it ranks very high. So that's your, your flagship. Yeah. Let's get into this new beer beer that had me calling you, emailing, hey, Brian, yeah. hit Patrick up. Let's see if he can bring some of this into the right. well, Ryder's
1: going to have to join us with this. So why don't you, uh, I'm going to have to kind of steer the conversation here because fucking the brother at the bar, Sam, has hit me with the hard-hitting questions like it's uh, current affairs. Um, so let me lay the groundwork behind the beer, and then we can really get into it because, you know, your, uh, your beer savvy is top of uh the list here. We've got a plethora of kick ass fucking beers that we've done on draft at our tap rooms. Killer fucking beers. And people want those beers. They also want to be able to take them places. So, what we have done is created a specialty line of beers that we release once a month. And it started with Dungeons when you and I were together. And now. There's been a little bit of a hiccup in it, um, just based on, you know, when you shut down the tap room, you can't sell the draft. You can't sell the draft, and that's got to go to package, and that can push stuff behind.
0: Yeah, this beer, definitely tap room. It reminds me of a tap room beer. It smells like a tap room beer. I'm sticking my long Scottie Pippen nose all the way down the damn glass to smell these aromas. Yeah. This is a Citra hopped, which for me, I don't know what it is,
1: but Citra hop beers generally are, that's where I automatically go to. So beer hates astronauts. I was making to make a very uh, short answer. Long is a part of our specialty release line of which there's 12 that includes big hugs. So big hugs is in that group of specialty beers. Um, Personally, you know, Beer Hates Astronauts is up there with space, which is still draft-only that you can get at Lincoln. Um, that beer is just fucking smoking. Double space, if you've ever had a four-pack of that.
0: You guys double a lot. You have yeah. no problem smacking that double on there. <laughs>
1: well, if you like one, why wouldn't you like two? I've never understood that. If one beer is good, why wouldn't 14 be good? Um yeah, so you know, we've got smoking goal, which we is released. We only do that out of the tap rooms. You know, this is a area and certainly Beer Hates Astronauts lives very well in it, but this is an area that allows us to take stuff, release it so it can get out into market farther than Lincoln or Belmoral. We certainly need that now because you can still come do curbside, our curbside's fucking on point. Easy. Nice pickup process, but we want people that love the experience of sitting in Lincoln Avenue and looking at the stoner painting on the wall and ordering a burrito or going to Balmoral and being able to be in the bow truss and order a beer there. If you can't do that and there's some cool beer there, we still want them to have that kind of experience. Um, they've got to do it at home, obviously, but let's get it out a little bit wider and fire there. So that's kind of the genesis behind the specialty release
0: we're going to the tap room special edition love your, love the people you sit next to the bar to to one of my favorites the premium lager beer the fader dude the dad beer
1: (laughs) it's starting to be called the the throat slitter beer around the brewery okay because you can drink them like your throat slit
0: i'm gonna crack one open
1: go i just had one yeah. Um, and when I say around the brewery, it's like limited to four people that actually say that. So that's going to be another comment that, it, the you know, millions of people that listen to this podcast are, podcasts are going to be very confused about. But, throat Slitter. You know, It uh, listen, we had Pony, have Pony. Uh, Pony's a really great uh, beer. I think that Pony's a different style of this category. Um, I think that fader, our approach to fader is this word just drives me nuts, but crusher, right? That used to be a word. That everybody would say it's a crusher, it's a crusher, it's a crusher. Um, I think that when people when crap brewers make a beer and they call it a crusher, in my opinion, what they're saying is it's very close to a domestic beer, right? It's very close to Corona. Because that's ninety eight percent of the market, and that's fucking forty two billion dollars. So what they're saying is we're trying to grab that money. Mm -hmm. Everybody should do it because again, that's the market, right? Um, I think there's many different ways you can do it. I think with Fader, our approach is let's people that drink Modelo, Tecate, Miller, Miller High Life, you know, I Strohs, Hams, fuck whatever. Uh, there's a clear want for that drinker. It's volume. Exactly. And the more malt you put in that beer, the more hop you put in that beer, the less volume you get, right? It's a numbers game. Decrease all of that, make it as close to, you know, I used to sell Moosehead, uh, Canadian lager. Uh, I worked for the brewery for eight years, and they had a joke up there that uh, American beer was like fucking on a canoe, or something. How did the fucking joke go? Pretty close to fucking water. Having sex in a canoe. It was pretty close to fucking water. Something like that. I, don't know. Yeah, I kind of control all deleted a lot of the hey, Canadian jokes.
0: A, it's a dad beer with some dad jokes right yeah, here. Right. <laughs> My man Patrick. So, how
1: the fuck did I not survive that long? <laughs> that. Moosehead? Right. It's a great fucking... <laughs> it's a great lager. But again, that's what you're going for. You can crush a twelve-pack of at Lager if you've got you know enough of a problem behind you. Uh, that's what it's about. Or you celebrating know? the right thing. Sure,
0: but it's you know
1: it's it's the craft brewers, in my opinion, that want to do that. But then they've got to have a very strong backbone. They've got to have a lot of hop character, and that's just not what the it's just not what that beer is. So call it what it is. Now, Fader. Again, it's half acre, so we, we approach it in a real half acre way, and I think you still get a lot of that characteristics, but fuck. You can really see this 12-ounce, and it's our first 12-ounce can, first 12, well, first 12-ounce six-pack can that we've released. And I, I think you can see um, what we're looking to do in a half acre vein there.
0: The size of the can, the, the can design.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: The labeling on the can. Is you, hey, I, I can drink six of these, eat a pizza, and still do study for homework and still go to work tomorrow. This is a great beer because everybody's doing the low cal, yeah. Uh, this low is low ABV. <laughs> this is not that, this ain't that. No,
1: it's still a five percenter. Um, but um, again, I, you know, as you pointed out earlier, for a brewery that loves to double everything, for us to have this in the arsenal, I think really. Really plays well into rounding out our portfolio. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. I mean, I really, I really I've do. had two of them. So yeah. <laughs> speaking I, of, next time I'm gonna bring. Well, speaking, I'm of gonna it, drive when I drop off stuff. I'm gonna drop off a twelve pack of moosehead. Just that. Now that we're yeah. Now that we're talking about uh, it, the uh, rides don't
0: need the moosehead. <laughs> <laughs> rides Sam's
1: not to here to talk me. about moosehead. <laughs> no like, Nor should I be. It's yeah. only half acre.
0: Uh, let's keep. Let's keep rides cool. <laughs>
1: Uh, I want access to the rolling bar, and if you want access to the rolling bar, you gotta pay the
0: man, right? We're, we're gonna get to that's that's two beer talk, brother. All right, all right. Sorry, I'm I'm taking you off the list. My Ma- apologies, man. You are Patrick. Thanks for coming on, man. You the shit.
1: I'm really good at fucking <laughs> sidetracking <I> things. So <laughs>
0: exactly. Good luck to you. All right, we're going back to speaking of favorites. I'm about to get in trouble. Go. Bodeman's my favorite IPA. Delicious. It's always been my favorite IPA. It's been my favorite IPA since I first drank it. I love the can design. I love the way it's packaged. I like the way the the case has the directions to the brewery. Yeah. I am a fan. Yeah. This is this is, if Patrick wasn't here, I would still be saying this. Bowdoin, me and my homie Mitch have drank plenty of Bowdoin at six packs on draft. Cheap, expensive, all over the city. I've drank Bowdoin.
1: Appreciate it. Um. So Bowdoin is another. Yeah, it's. I got to tell you, working for this brewery is—it's like any um, thing. You got to really love what you do. I think in order to uh, truly find the expression that the company's trying to do, I think if you're just an employee, um, things can often miss you. I think that when you're, you know, really into your job and your company and what you do, you can pick up on things and. What I've picked up on with Bodum and what I really appreciate about Bodum is, you know, so before Half Acre is at Windy City, which, you know, a, a very, you know, preeminent craft beer distributor, right? And a lot of good IPAs in that book. Um, there's a lot of good IPAs in the world. Fuck, there's a lot of good IPAs just in Chicago and Michigan. You could probably live on those forever. Um, I think that the task that Half Acre attempted and succeeded with Bodum was you've got this really cool shit going on on the East Coast with hazies and a a, a really different type of IPA. You've got a traditional West Coast style IPA, which is malt backbone and a fuck ton of hops, and that's going to hit you different, right? They both slap a little differently. How do you marry the two of them? and come out with something that's drinkable. Because if you took a lot of malt backbone and made it hazy, it'd be a fucking disaster of a beer. I wouldn't
0: want to drink that shit. No.
1: I, you'd have one, and you'd be like, hey, okay. You know what I mean? Bodum's not that. Bodum melds them both. And if you drink Bodum one day on draft, you're like, fuck, this is like almost a hazy. If you drink it another day on draft, you're like, fuck, this is akin to Stone IPA, Longnitas mm, IPA. You exactly. know what I mean? It, it like plays so differently. Um, it, it reminds me of like, you know, there was an artist that did a series and he painted every single room the same color. And then he would just show the, you know, installation rotating and light hitting different. And then would just bring people in, show them it, and take them out. And everybody thought they were somewhere different and they saw different colors and all of that. Um, really long winded way of saying, you know, you can make a beer that's experiential in a lot of different ways, but it's the same fucking beer every time. And that's the key to it. It's consistent.
0: Exactly. It's drinkable. Like I said, I've drank Bowdoin, Draft, Can, uh, outside, inside, yeah. around people, by myself. So, and and I consistently say, and I've been blessed. To drink some of the better IPA. I live in Chicago. Yes, you do. and uh,
1: You've made some of the good IPAs, too.
0: I made a Honey Ale. Harrell's 83 Honey Ale. Well,
1: but you've been a part of brewing a lot of different uh,
0: things. We made... Uh, the brewery I worked at, we have more smoked beers than IPAs. Like, the uh, brewery... I was at a small pub brewery. We made more uh, smoke beers than IPAs. So, like... That's why I was sitting at the bar yeah. waiting for you with my, yeah. you know, like, hey, you got some IPAs on.
1: Yeah, I, I this, you know, and I kind of tell you, you know, Daisy is still our flagship. And for what I do, very rude of you, by the way, not to ask me all about my story, but we're going to forgive it.
0: Patrick Doig. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, I'm a dick by nature. My apologies.
0: South Side. Yeah, well, you know, loving you, it.
1: You lived in Morgan Park for a while. You know, we're all
0: jag offs on the South Side. South Side. I'm loving this podcast uh, right now.
1: But you know, Daisy Cutter is still that's the tip of our spear, right? When we go anywhere, um, we're we're in Arizona, we're in Philly. Daisy Cutter is what we approach people with. Bodum has rushed in right behind Daisy. Because I think there's a, a there's a very solid dichotomy between the two beers in which you can have them both live uh, completely separate, but also be such a great representation of the brewery for far-flung markets where they're not going to get this full array and fully understand everything that we do. If you just gave somebody a daisy cutter and a boat, my hope is, and I'm pretty confident they would drink both of them and go... That's a pretty solid fucking brewery. If I'm ever in Chicago, I'm gonna go to that brewery because it's pretty fucking solid. And I think if you start there, you're fucking great.
0: That's it. It's solid. It's consistent. Both of those beers is consistently light. It's consistently IPA. Um, Bowden, Daisy Cutter. They have a name. We got a new beer. Yeah. We got a new beer. I'm kind of salty because Why? Talk to me. Because you guys took away a beer that mm. made me... You guys took away... Yeah. yeah I know where we're going yeah, here. Yeah. Microphone just blew up. <laughs> no, uh, no. You guys took away a beer that I love, but you replaced it with something. So, I'm not going to talk about the beer you took away. Tuna. But, yeah, that was the beer me and you were just... We sat there and talked like 10 minutes about tuna. We solidly.
1: We know 10 of them, I think, so... Um, no, I'm just, you know, now we have trying like, to, trying to up our credit is like, to your, tell the
0: truth. I remember you were like, Oh, drink some, drink this, drink some of this. And I was like, no, nah, bro, uh, I got tuna right here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was one of the last times. Uh, it was pouring on drafting.
0: I took advantage.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I $2 took... too.
0: <laughs> yes, I did.
1: Uh, yeah. You know, tuna <laughs> was a phenomenal beer. Um, what I would say with tuna is that it's difficult, man. Because tuna was probably a session IPA. It could have been called a session IPA. It could have been called uh, just a pale ale. Could have been called a lot of different things. We called it an extra pale ale.
0: That was the that was the one classification or title that I respected and I loved. And it was like, yo, I'm smarter than you. Yeah, because I drink an extra pale ale.
1: Yeah, but you know what? There's, there's you, and you're one in a million.
0: I'm one in a million. And then
1: there's the million that we need to sell beer to in order to be profitable (laughs) and keep going. And a
0: cool can and
1: everything for the brother at the bar to get it. Like that's awesome for me. But like the brother at the bar is one dude. We need you know, and in all fairness, the beer is probably gonna come back in some iteration in some form because oh, it's just
0: too oh good. Oh yeah, just bring it back to the tap room and me and, and Rides, Dame, Mitch, and my squad, my crew, we're gonna come and we're gonna we're gonna drink that beer.
1: Yeah. You know, it uh it was tough because that beer was clearly a favorite of mine. If you looked at my credit card receipts just from, you know, that night, um, the company does for sure. Uh, and they can see that, you know, Tuna was certainly being purchased at a very uh, you know, heavy clip. But, uh, yeah, Tuna was tough. I got to tell you, though, and I hope I don't get in trouble for this. But if I had
0: to. We got a good editor. No, don't you can, worry you about can leave it. Don't this worry in about it. Because I
1: feel this and I'm going to say it because I feel it. Uh, Tome is, fuck, man. Tome is a beer that you can, for me, Tome is a beer you cannot go wrong, and you can drink that at any time, any point. Um, it's a hazy pale. It's not a hazy IPA. Um, we have, and this is a brewery, that double, triple, quadruple hops things to such a great extent and we know that and we know that process and we're very good at it. Uh, our brewers with home dialed in the hopping process and dialed in, you know, the haze factor to make this beer so approachable, so drinkable and yet keep it to where it's we can put it on a shelf. We can put it in a cooler, you know, it's people can bring it home and the can's not going to fucking explode on them. We've put so much research and development and all the things we've learned we've put into this beer. It's, we're, we're getting it right.
0: 5.5%. That is like, when I brew my beer, this is like, that's the perfect beer to introduce people to craft beer and to have craft beer people drink sessionably, in my opinion. Fucking when, yeah When yep. I, when I brewed, my beer, when I had the opportunity to brew on the system or whatever, we were sitting there writing recipe, I said, I need that APV volume at 5.5 because to me and my the people that I'm trying to reach, I need them to start drinking a little bit harder than uh, the beers they're drinking, the Modellos they're drinking, but I also don't need them to get their tongue punched Buy, you know, a seventy IBU beer. Yeah. So I think five point five percent is like the perfect craft beer. So that and then, damn, I it's hate to say it because tuna was five point seven, so that was like perfect beer for me. And guess what? Half acre.
1: Fuck! I got upgraded here. Huh?
0: You? Are
1: you welcome. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> We're COVID free. Well, I guess I did smell it, so. That, Sorry, Ryder. No, I worked for you. Oh, yeah.
0: that's my man, oh, Rides. I know.
1: Fucking look at this. That's my <laughs> man,
0: Rides. We're gonna you, get him. Your
1: guys' hospitality here is top notch. I gotta say that.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Drinking out of Ryder's glass. Sorry to
0: be the mayor. I'm
1: now the mayor. This is like uh, the gauntlet in uh, End Days Avengers. I have it, so now I'm the. Oh my goodness! That's, I'm dead. Jokes gonna hit about four percent of the.
0: We just did a dead beer. We got dead jokes. Mm. That's me, man. You could, like you're a super dad too, man. Like I like, do, yeah. You're a super dad too. We don't even got to get into that. Yeah, no, you're super it's, dad.
1: Uh, probably one of the, hopefully, only things that uh, I get right is being a good dad. The rest of it's all superficial, I think.
0: You're doing pretty good, good job of talking. I'm gonna drink a of ate- beer too. So. And talking about half egg. Ate- yeah, and, so two things.
1: I feel good now. Thanks for having me. Thank this you. Was a good session.
0: a Thank thanks for uh thanks for everything you do for me outside of the no podcast. mate, Listen,
1: this is um, I think that this is this is needed, and you know, you're. I don't want you to ever feel. I think personally, for me, the reason I really was excited about this, I don't want you to feel like you're ever on an island. I want you to know that you've got advocates, even if it's just me, and if, even if it's just the you know, limited things I can do. I, I don't want you to ever feel like you're on an island because what you're doing is so important, and what you're striving to do matters so much, and what you're striving to do can mean so much to this industry, and it gets overlooked so much, and you know, it's hard to be the guy that's out there on the fucking hill taking all the shots by yourself. I want you to know you got... A friend, at least to me, and somebody that is supporting what you're doing and wants to see you succeed. Um, so that's, you know, fuck you. Who wants to hear it from me? It, it, when you invited me on, I was like, well, for real? Nobody wants to hear about me or what I want to say. But, you know, if I can help support this in any way, fuck, I'm in.
0: Thanks, Patrick. Like, all I want to do, th- this-
1: and I want it on record, I was going to try and bring you Decolas. But there was a fucking two-hour line, and I didn't want to be late. So I got to get you a grinder and then DeColas. And I'll, I, I'll drop it off here the next time you guys record for both of you. Tomato oh. bread, shrimp, the whole fucking... Oh, the
0: tomato bread. Dude. <laughs> do you, you, know that, do you know that driveway you dropped? You dropped yeah. that beer off too? That, Bro, that guy made sure we ate DeColas every Friday night. That's a man right there. He made sure that we ate, that we were in the 19th Ward and we ate the colas every Friday night. We were talking earlier. Um I'm a big fan of beer swag. I'm a huge, no, actually, I'm a huge fan of beer swag. I got into beer swag before I got into beer.
1: Oh, right on.
0: Like, I got it, like, I was like, yo, it's a cat smoking a damn cigarette. What the <laughs> hell is that? That's fucking awesome. That's called Gumball Hit. And so, like, yeah. I've been into swag before the beers. Um, right now, at Half Acre, they have the coolest summer shirts. I'm a big fan of the yellow. Um, the Half Acre shirts are amazing. Um, Patrick came and dropped us off a few if you're... Patreon subscriber.
1: Hit him up. I I brought the good stuff.
0: I would. Patrick has brought. Patrick's has hooked you up.
1: Private stock. Um, for my own personal swag locker.
0: Personal. And I've ridden him for months for this swag. So I take a lot of. uh, I'm in. Like I said, I'm into the swag. Uh, I don't know if the five panel. Tom hat is out. Like I said, this podcast is for the brother that's rocking the Jordans, the five panel hats. The same for the brother that's sitting there with the plaid shirt and the damn uh, stereotypical <laughs> two-hearted <laughs> ale hat. You know what I'm saying? This is for the brother that's rocking a new air cap to the back. All right. With the Jordans.
1: I'm looking online right now.
0: That tome five panel hat is sweet. You hook it up with that yellow. Bro, I'm I'm putting y'all on game right now. You put that.
1: Add this to the list. The Patrick list. I will get you a hat. The tome five panel hat. Come hell or high
0: water. It may not be available. I'm letting you guys know. Hit the these that hat is like Yeezys. It has resale availability i will
1: say that i work for some very smart owners and we don't look at stuff and go we've got a lot of that still in the shop fuck awesome nobody's buying it oh this is gone Eh, it's gone i think that you know as capitalists we will go ahead and take certainly sam's input but uh the market's reaction to the fact that this hat is fucking like the yeezys which i'm gonna you know really put that on your shoulders there and should we heavily invest in our own hat factory and it doesn't work out you're gonna have to hold the burden of saying they were like easies
0: and then you know if it doesn't come through that's on you dude if they're designed as well as that five panel tome hat i'll take that weight yeah just write me in All (laughs) all right just write me in all right write me in rides in
1: fuck this is getting deep I like put rides in the mix too. All right. Well, here, how about this? Can we just start with getting you a fucking hat and then we'll go from there?
0: The <laughs> oh, fuck? I need my producer to have a microphone over there. Yeah. All right. We'll You're get co- your hat. God damn. Half Acre and Patrick Doyle, you are costing me money on this podcast because I need another microphone from our producer. Hey. <laughs> okay. We're down to the last beer. All
1: things considered, though, I really do appreciate um, I'm I'm not going to miss this opportunity because the people that do our merchandising, the people that manage the tap room, the shop sales and all of that are fucking unbelievable people. They're doing great work. They make great work. They make shit that, you know, we can sit here and argue about that kind of stuff. You know, you can go to a brewery and they've got the Tiki talk flannel shirts, right? The fuck exactly. You know, the flat front, all that bullshit. Half Acre doesn't do that. Again, we've got fucking, you've got a grinder and some papers that I got to drop off for you. So
0: thank God my mom doesn't listen to this shit. (laughs) Stop it. Uh, It's legal. Uh, You know what I mean? But it's not cookie
1: cutter bullshit. So uh, the fact that you and I can have a tit for tat about like, you know, what the fuck is going on with the five panel hats. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's not me, though. That's a creative team that is the graphics and our signage, all of that. That team is a real reason for why Half Acre is different than 99.4% of the breweries out there, man. There's people that give a fuck about our brewery. There's people that live this brewery. There's people that have been around for forever. You know, the Squid Owl design, our cups, our fucking beer, our labels, you know, stacks of wheat in conjunction with the Art Institute. This is the stuff that makes us excited to sell beer, the great product, and also, you know, you want to have some cool imagery behind stuff, right?
0: Okay, you got me now. Uh, Stacks of wheat. And that's another
1: way to make you feel guilty for yelling about the hats because it's not me. It's a whole fucking merch department that you just shit all over. (laughs) Next time you come up to Lincoln, man, don't say your name's Sam. Say your name's Ryder. (laughs) Jay (laughs) Ryder. Be like, yo, I'm, Ryder. <laughs> yo, the I'm right the other guy, Sam, was the one shitting all over, not being able to get a hat. Man, what are you gonna do?
0: Two beer talk is yeah. definitely going on. I think we're gonna go we're gonna hit that fucking whiskey uh bar in a oh, second.
1: That's Willet, so.
0: Okay. All right, I derailed you enough. Let's get back no, to the no, fucking... No, no, no. you're gonna do your job now. Talk to me. Stacks of wheat. Yeah. Um we have a seasonal program and it,
1: uh, we're just launching it this year in totality, um, which is surprising because you work for a brewery that does a phenomenal fucking job with seasonals. <laughs> and listen, I sold Goose when I first started. Um, summertime, Oktoberfest, Christmas ale. You know, Goose. I, and step back a little bit, look at the craft beer spectrum Great Lakes, Goose Island. You know, a very strong seasonal beer program, I think, really does a lot, not only for the brewery, for the consumers, for the brewers. It allows you to, you know, explore different things. You can do something different in the spring, summer, all of that. Um, And now we're kind of really leaning into that. We've got Logger Town, which is, in my opinion, one of the best fucking, you know, fall Oktoberfest beers you could have. But when a seasonal beer is on its own on an island, it's really hard to engage and connect with consumers because they see it pop up and it's like, oh, what the fuck's this? I don't know. I don't care. Um, But when you have a really solid program that rolls through the months, people look at it and they're like, fuck, I get this. This is the next iteration. So um, we had Original Reaper, which is a dry stout, a traditional stout. There's no adjuncts. There's nothing in it. Okay. Um, Just a dry, fucking phenomenal. On nitro, I'd put it up against getting a sunny day. Now we're into stacks of wheat, which is uh, go.
0: When everybody, whenever anyone talks shit or backs up their beer, I have them repeated on my podcast. It's called Talk That Shit. So that stout is what?
1: Talk That Shit. So I will say that Original Reaper on nitro up against. Guinness, which, you know, Southside kid named Patrick, I've had some Guinness before in my day. Uh, I'll do a Pepsi Coke challenge any day between ours on Nitro and theirs on Nitro. I think that we, a dry stout, we hit all the fucking notes in a very traditional manner, but fuck, we got that beer right. And now this is Stacks of Wheat, which I'll give you one guess what kind of beer it is Golden Wheat Ale. There you go. Uh, brewed in conjunction with the Art Institute. So, Stacks of Wheat is a Monet series.
0: The Monet. can design is yeah, beautiful. I, I want to de-
1: make sure I, Gabe is going to be very pissed if I. Yeah, it's Monet. I was going to say Picasso, but it doesn't have the fucking weird head on it. So, it's definitely Monet. So, kudos to Patrick on that. Got that right. Bam. Um, so, Golden Wheat. Uh, Chicago is a very traditional. Uh Hefe Vice Market has been for forever. Um again, I started at Union Beverage, which uh was a beer, wine, and spirits company. We had Summit. Summit Hefe Vice was a fucking monster brand in the Chicagoland area because people love really, you know, really any kind of variety of a wheat beer you can put in front of them. Um, Oberon Monster. I'll switch to a regular glass and give you years back. I don't want to keep being a dick. Um, go right ahead, man. Oh, I get to keep being a dick.
0: Um, in, in the J-Ride May of WeWorks. Fox.
1: Once we make this into a weekly television series on Fox,
0: I'm going to keep drinking. Not on milk. Fox, man. I'm trying to go HBO. Hey, you Fox
1: 32, I mean.
0: No, I'm trying to go HBO. Uh, well, whatever. Like we we trying to keep the show on showtime.
1: I think that's probably better for us. <laughs> showtime. 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 And then after
0: that, late <laughs> at night, we can get
1: into the really <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> uh, no, but stacks of weed is you know our summer beer, and Chicago Magazine rated it the number one um, summer beer, summer craft beer. So did they talking to the mic? Uh, yeah, they did. You know, take that for what it is, but. Um, I certainly feel like if you're going to have a seasonal program, you've got to have a really good summer beer that people can latch on to because if you do an Oktoberfest right, it's such a short period. It is. Right? And then it spring is. in Chicago is about fucking four days. So you got to have a great summer to offset the winter.
0: Exactly. Uh, one of my favorite styles of beer. Actually, my favorite style of beer is Oktoberfest. Mine too. And like, it seems like... Martin
1: I'm, style beers, I... Fuck.
0: I'm glad you pronounced that right, because like, I have like big lips and missing teeth, so like... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so, what was it called? Martin. Martin. That is my... For anyone who's keeping uh, up with me, that is my favorite style of beer. And... Like Patrick said, is only around for so long.
1: I'll tell you a funny story. I uh, when I was at a distributor, I I would so I left financial services. Uh, I, I worked in financial services out of college. It wasn't working out. Got a job as a merchandiser at Union Beverage. Bob Collins, the guy who had worked at Goose, now the president of Windy City. A bunch of people were there, but Bob hired me. So I merchandise over the summer, right? There's a big incentive to go to, we sold Paul Honor, not Hawker Shore, Paul Honor, which is a great, phenomenal beer. There's an incentive to go to uh, Oktoberfest that year, my first year on the job. But I'm a merchandiser, so, you know, I'm not necessarily eligible. We hit some criteria or whatever, and there's an extra trip, so they draw a hat and, my name gets picked, Sweet. so there's like four sales reps that had sold a fuck ton of Polaner. They're not going, but there's this merchandiser that's going. So, anyways, uh, go to Oktoberfest. and dude, it's it's everything you think, right? Polaner Hockershore is taking us there, and those are two different tents. There's only six tents, so one third of the tents is the company that's flying us over there. Polaner owns their own hotel, so we're staying in the Polaner hotel. Sweet. So we go. And uh we're up and we're up in it, it, the tents are fucking massive. To call them a tent is like an understatement. But we're on the elevated level of the tent overlooking all these, you know, Germans locked arms drinking beer. It's fucking phenomenal. So we walk up to the VIP area and there's a table and there's all these white lines and they're snorting. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are we gonna all do it? <laughs> Are we doing some blow? You know, like fucking taking a euro out, rolling it up. It's snuff. They fucking they like chewing tobacco snuff. And that's they like, snore, snuff. Yeah, it's menthol flavored tobacco. And it's menthol flavored? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it gets you it, it's fucking, it's wild. But it's, so I walk up, I'm like, God damn it, you know. <laughs> Fuck, let's go. Uh is there <laughs> any more beer hates astronaut around <laughs> right now. What the fuck? It's crazy, right? True story. <laughs> fuck true story, I'm telling you. Yeah, there's more in there.
0: No, nah, it's bold in there. I don't even know what's in my glass right now. The wheat.
1: Yeah, it's tax wheat. Get back on how I can't believe you get so off your topics here, man. It's fucking crazy. You should really stick <laughs> to the list of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you should really stick to when them. i look when i have yeah, i
0: don't know what writer like you look when i have other guests on <laughs> we put, they they kind of stick to the script yeah <laughs> and we actually printed you out a script is that is that what this is you're you're, you're costing me money because now writer needs a microphone <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking over this. We pretty much touched all the bases. We're
0: good. <laughs> okay, we're into, we're into two-beer talk now. <laughs> Patrick Dwight, National Account Sales, but my homie, uh, he did something really nice for me. Um, he went outside of his job. So if anyone's listening that's uh, above Patrick at half acre. He went above and above and beyond his job to make sure that I had Tom and Fader. And he went and he actually dropped these beers and swag off to my parents house. And that was a, that was not in his job description. He did not have to do it. That came upon me and Patrick having a conversation at Mariano's, we were both Southside guys, and we had these great conversations. You see the shit just fell off the rails that quick, and I want to thank them before the shit falls off the rip again. <laughs> now, I, again,
1: man, I, I, I want you to feel supported. Uh, what you're doing, I want you to feel supported. And, you know, listen, man, there's only so much that I can say. It, it's better for me to listen, and I think it's better for me to try and support, and... um you know, meeting you, it's clear right away you are a beer guy through and through. You know, you don't have the flannel jacket and the tattoos and all of that, but fuck, I'll put you up against any beer guy I've ever met, including myself. And you are as beer guy as beer guy gets. And for what you're doing, I want to fucking support it as much as I can. Um, please edit out all the fucks I say because I say 10,000 of them. But that said, like, I... in. In all seriousness, what you're doing, I want to support you. And if it means showing up with a bag of beers, some T-shirts and that, and sitting around and telling you stories that may or may not be true, I'm always cool for that.
0: You can fuck, fuck, fuck all you want. <laughs> These people that you met out in the suburbs don't listen to this shit. <laughs> no, I'm not worried about that. Don't so, worry about
1: that. I, so, am, I, I am who I am, as Popeye used to say.
0: Man, this has been wonderful, Patrick.
1: Yeah, uh, no. I appreciate you guys, man.
0: These beers are wonderful, too. There are some new beers out. Talk to me. What's up with those hut beers?
1: Oh, so I'm going to give you the long answer. We do not uh, matter. Belmoral is now our full production facility. In that everything that we can make can, um, all our core stuff is all at Belmoral. It used to be split between Lincoln and Belmoral. Uh, now Lincoln is our Wild Cove area. Uh, Avery, who used to be a Jester King, is now doing her thing out of Lincoln as well. So um, what what I think is cool about that series of beers is we're putting it in clear glass so that the light struck flavoring oxidization uh, profile actually occurs with those beers on purpose. So if you look at the beers, they're made to be kind of let to get funky, and then you pour them, and there's going to be some pretty cool flavor po- profiles that come out of oxidization happening because they're light struck. So um, a really awesome lineup. We just re- released another one on Friday. Um, again, through our curbside, if you look at halfacrebeer.com and you go to Lincoln and curbside, they're sold out.
0: They're I' selling
1: out. are selling out. That's a problem. I didn't even get uh We did double daisy cutter, Rewaka double daisy cutter. We released it on a Saturday, I want to say at 11 o'clock. I logged on at three. It was sold out. So, that's a good like, problem. And uh, I couldn't get any. It. Like, there wasn't anybody for me to call. Um, so, I, what I would say though is look every Thursday or Friday because we reload a lot of stuff. But, um, yeah, with our wild series or Avery's keeping together project, um, you know, that shit is when it gets released, she's making, she's always made amazing beers. Um, and then our, uh, that area, and part of what she's helping us do is really create Lincoln into a wild cove, you know, a real wild beer experience where you can get some really great fucking beer out of there that you wouldn't necessarily be able to get out of the Midwest because we're doing really unique brewing styles or we're bringing some fucking crazy stuff in. We're doing things like, you know, yeah, it's going to be in clear bottle and if it gets light truck, fuck, cool. Perfect, actually, because that's what we want.
0: Yeah, that that series is uh, settling out. Uh, When I went up to Lincoln, they were like, I had a few conversations with guys. They were buying cases of uh, Bowdoin. And Daisy cut it, but they were definitely picking up a few bottles of Hut right there. I'm like, man, I ain't even going to get this shit because Patrick ain't going to be able to like oh, be so able yeah, to get a it.
1: Patrick, Patrick. Yeah, yeah you're the, you,
0: you the half acre plug, my hey, man. Hey, listen. The plug.
1: You might want to get a fucking dude with a different beeper because this guy's fucking spotty when it comes to answering.
0: Hey, everybody. I have Patrick Doig going. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I want to thank. Chicago Land. I want to thank the nation. I want to thank Half Acre. I want to thank the brothers that have listened. And when this thing gets over, we're going to wash our hands. We're going to sanitize. We're going to go up to Half Acre. We're going to get that big-ass burrito.
1: Fuck yeah, you are.
0: And we're going to sit, and we're going to drink some beers, and we're going to grab some swag. We're gonna Because they're definitely doing that five-panel tone <laughs> hat. Like... <laughs> Bro. Third
1: time's a charm. So at this point, like, Ryder, we got to fucking do it. So
0: <laughs> we're definitely going to drink that. Uh,
1: it's like the Candyman. He's looked in
0: the mirror and said it three times. Like, three. The hat's
1: got to appear he at said this point.
0: Candyman. Shout out to the Southside. Shout out to Chicago. <laughs> shout out to Patrick Duet. Uh Shout out to Half Acre. Thank you, everybody that listens to Pass the Drink podcast. I am the brother at the bar. My job is to get more brothers at the bar so we can sit there and fucking trip out with people as cool as Patrick and he can trip out as cool as people like us and we can get past all this bullshit and raise a pint. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Half Acre. I will be up to Lincoln soon to get me some boating.
1: Thank you for having me.